0: We're going to finish up our series on the Psalms of Ascent today, so I'll read and pray and dive in. Psalm 134, a song of ascent. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the privilege we have to gather today and bless you and be blessed even as you speak to us through your word. Use me as you do that for us Today And we hope and pray that through this psalm and this series, we can hold on to you as we continue our journey to joy. In Jesus' name we, we pray. Amen. Amen. We are all pilgrims. We are all in a journey, hoping to arrive to some final destination. But we all have obstacles on the road what keeps you going what makes you progress think of a project or thing that you accomplished and all the troubles and difficulties you had to face to get there but oh how nice it is to be done there's a sense of joy even after the hardships of this project And there's a a correlation between the level of difficulty and the blessing of relief uh, when we get things done. What is it that keeps you moving in life? We actually need something to press on forward. As I prepared, I I was reminded of a conversation that some wise Gamji had with. Frodo Baggins in The Lord of the Rings. This is what Psalm says. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were, and sometimes you didn't want to know the end because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come, and when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand I know now folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back. Only they didn't. They kept going because they were holding on to something. Frodo then asks, what are we holding on, Sam? What are we holding on? That's what we ask ourselves today, To what do you hold on when the shadow and the darkness comes in our journey? What is it that will keep us steadfast in our journey, in our pilgrimage? We come to this last of the Psalms of Ascent's which were songs sung by the people on their way to the temple to celebrate. From Psalm 122 to Psalm 134, we've been listening to the hopes and prayers of pilgrims on their way to Zion, on their way to the temple in Jerusalem. And there is a progression in these psalms. There's a progression from distress to blessing. A journey from being away from the Lord to finally being in his presence. The journey of the Psalms of Ascent began in distress and sin away from the Lord and his presence. Listen again to Psalm 120 Woe to me that I sojourn in respect, that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. Verses 5 and 6 of 120. You might remember the movement from, from distress to loneliness and lament even in Psalm 120 to the joy and delight of community in our previous Psalm 133. To the goodness and pleasure of the brothers and sisters dwelling in unity. What is it that kept the pilgrims going? Psalm 134 concludes this journey to the highest point. Whether Mount Zion or the top step on the way to the temple to worship, bless the Lord and be blessed by Him. Psalm 134 also introduces the final section of the Psalter, which is all about praise and worship. Note how Psalm 135 begins just like our psalm today. It only changes the call to bless to a call to praise. Look at verses 1 and 2 of 135. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, O servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. In fact, the the final psalms from 135 all the way to 150 are all about praising God. Our psalm today, again, is a fitting conclusion to the Psalms of Ascent. 134 is a final blessing of sorts, a call to bless, a prayer for blessing. It sounds like a proper benediction at the end of a Sunday service. And in it, we learn that we learn what is what it is that kept these pilgrims marching to the temple, especially through distress. To what were these pilgrims holding on that they didn't turn back? In Psalm 134, we discover first that we can hold on to the goal of our journey. And second, that we can hold on to the hope of our journey. And it breaks down in these two uh, very distinct sections. Verse 1 and 2, a call to bless the Lord. That's the goal of the journey, to bless the Lord. And then in verse 3, we find a prayer to be blessed by God. That is the hope of the journey. So first, hold on to the goal of the journey look at the goal to bless the Lord note how verse one begins with a call to bless the Lord it starts with a call to bless the Lord and then verse two ends with a similar call come bless the Lord and then again bless the Lord but what does bless the Lord mean Christian circles, blessing has become synonymous with all sorts of favorable circumstances. We, he got that job he was applying for. What a blessing. Jane is expecting. What a blessing. Sometimes people are a blessing. Oh, that kind young man, he's such a blessing. Or even places. This church has been a blessing for us, etc. And that's okay. Paul in Ephesians also speaks of spiritual blessings like election, adoption, redemption, forgiveness, etc. Those things are blessings. But the call to bless the Lord in this psalm is a call to praise the Lord, which is actually how other versions translate this verse. Praise the Lord. A call to bless God Verbally, with words. Remember that the context of of the psalm is is that of people going up to Jerusalem or the temple probably to celebrate a festival. In fact, just just as this call to bless frames verses 1 and 2, there's a short phrase there, In the house of the Lord. And that phrase stands right in the middle of these two verses. So to bless the Lord is to praise Him, to speak well of Him, to declare His greatness and goodness, His grace and His glory. And the servants of the Lord are called to do that as they gather and celebrate. They've come, probably traveling from different places, to celebrate and bless the Lord together. It's a communal celebration. Of course, it's, it's important to, to praise God in, in our personal devotions, uh, in our personal prayers. But there's something special about calling each other to bless the Lord communally as we gather. We bless the Lord as a congregation. The church gathers to sing to the Lord. As we do so, we must be aware of our brothers and sisters around us. We look, smile, we welcome each other and call everybody to bless the Lord. This is not a theater with individually numbered seats where worship is conducted from the stage. No, we we sit in pews, as it were, And we worship together all the servants of the Lord. You see that this call to bless in this psalm is for all the servants of the Lord. Do you see that? Verse 1. The servants could either be the priests and Levites serving in the temple or the people at large. Ever since Moses, the Levites were to stand, serve, and sing day and night in the temple for special feasts. And if so, people call the priests to bless the Lord. But the servants of the Lord, in verse 1, could also be those who worship God, all who worship God, not just the priests. The priests might be uttering the call, but all the people should respond. Whatever the case, on this side of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus, Peter, the Apostle Peter, teaches that every believer is now a holy priesthood. So we call each other to worship God. Picture picture this. the, the, The pilgrims arrive after a long journey to the temple, and finally the sun sets down. But instead of resting, they stand Those who were away, draw near. Those in distress, now celebrate. And that's the reason for their journey. That was what they held on. That was their goal. To bless the Lord. And there's a a particular instruction for those who are to bless the Lord. I don't know if you noticed this in in the beginning of verse 2. Lift up your hands to the holy place. And it's not just this psalm. It's Psalm 28, 63, 88, 119, 141, 143. There are people raising their hands in worship in the books of Ezra, Nehemiah, Lamentations. And before you complain and say, Felipe, these are all Old Testament references... Listen to Paul writing to Timothy. I desire that in every place men should pray, lifting holy hands, without anger or quarreling. We should all feel free to lift our hands in prayer and singing. To express our worship with our hands, we are at least encouraged to do so in Psalm 134. And I understand that some of us may be uncomfortable with raising our hands, especially the introverts among us. Raise your hands if you are uncomfortable raising your hands. (laughs) Okay, I won't won't (laughs) make you do that. Don't worry. Others may associate lifted hands with crazy, overly charismatic church expressions but it doesn't need to be so. To lift our hands as we bless the Lord is an appropriate expression of praise. I remember when I first started attending church, it struck me how many in the congregation lifted their hands and closed their eyes as they sang to the Lord. And as I as an unbeliever, I thought, wow, they're really into this Jesus thing. And it made me wonder more about the gospel. Our hands show that we th- what we think and feel. And this is not just a Latino thing. I've seen you watching those, quote-unquote, football games. Or those college basketball games. They don't call it March Madness for nothing. This is how one author explains it. Our hands speak loudly. When angry, we clench our fists. When guilty, we hide our hands. Or hold incriminating evidence from view. When worried, we wring them. When afraid, we hold them tightly to someone for protection. When hospitable, we use them to receive those in our presence warmly. When suspicious, we use them to keep someone at bay. Does it not seem appropriate, therefore, to raise them to God when we seek Him in prayer or celebrate Him with praise? So here. Here is the call to bless, to lift our hands, all you servants. But bless who? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. In these two verses, the first two verses, we we read three times the name of the Lord. Bless the Lord, servants of the Lord. Lift up your hands and bless the Lord. In each of these the psalmist uses God's intimate, self-revealed name. In our Bibles, it appears with small caps. The servants of the Lord bless the Lord because they know Him personally. God's people enjoy an intimate relationship with the Lord, and the goal of the journey is to bless him as the pilgrims travel from distress to worship They desire not peace alone the pilgrims desire not joy alone the servants of the lord desire the lord himself god is their joy and peace they desire to stand in his presence and bless him When they began their journey in Psalm 120, they called to the Lord. They lifted their eyes to the mountains for help from the Lord in Psalm 121. They desired to come to the Lord. Psalm 122 says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Now they are finally there. And the goal is not to rest nor peace, nor joy, not even forgiveness. Their goal is to stand in His presence and bless the Lord. That is what kept them going. They, hold on, they held on to the goal of their journey. And we can hold to this goal too, to bless the Lord. They had a clear goal for their journey, and that motivated them even through hardship. Whatever our goal in life is, that will affect everything we do. If our final destination and goal is our career or status, then you'll live for that. If your goal is health, then you'll make every effort to eat healthy, exercise, etc., but for every believer, the goal is to bless the Lord. And if so, that affects everything. We will want everything we do to declare that God is the most important things in our lives. As, one, as another author puts it, blessing is at the end of the road. And that which is at the end of the road influences everything that takes place along the road. The end shapes the means. A joyful end requires a joyful means. Hold on to the goal of our journey. Bless the Lord. Secondly, we hold on to the hope of our journey. First, the We hold to the goal of our journey and that that we may bless the Lord. And the second part of the psalm is is the hope of the journey. The hope of the journey. Just as the servants of the Lord are called to bless the Lord, now the psalmist pronounces a prayer in which God becomes the one who blesses. Listen to verse 3 again. May the Lord bless you from Zion. He who made heaven and earth. God is now not receiving the blessing, but the one giving the blessing. Note that this blessing is from Zion, where the presence of God is symbolized. In Psalm 132, the blessing is for Zion, for the Lord has chosen Zion, I will abundantly bless Sion's provisions. I will satisfy her I, I will satisfy her poor with bread. In Psalm 133, the blessing is in Sion. It is like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Sion, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing life forevermore. And here in one thirty four, the blessing is from Sion they were hoping to be there in the dwelling of his presence to stand and serve the source of their blessing and now a blessing is pronounced on each one of them may the lord bless you from sion but what hope is there that the lord can and will bless them the psalm assures them that God is able to bless them because He is the maker of heaven and earth. Did you see that? End of verse 3. May the Lord bless you from Zion, He who made heaven and earth. This also ties into the beginning of the journey. Psalm 120 and 129. As, as uh, Sorry, 120 and 121. In distress and crying for help... They hoped on God, the Creator. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where does my help come from? Answer, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now for us, to bless and be blessed, we need to have a relationship with God the Father. The hope here is that the Lord may bless you. The psalmist again uses God's personal, self-revealed name in this prayer. Their hope is in the God they know, the God who is powerful to create everything with his words. And they also hope in the God who heard their prayers and rescued them from slavery out of Egypt. That's what keeps the pilgrims going. They held on to the goal and hope that they may enjoy God's blessing at the end of their journey. Even more so, as Christians, we lift our eyes to the mountain. We see our blessing from Zion. And what do we see? We see our rescuer. On top of a mountain, we see Jesus crucified. He was cursed that we may may bless and be blessed. Remember that Jesus himself went on a journey from blessing to distress. That you may enjoy a journey from distress to blessing. Remember, the the angels praised the Lord when Jesus was born and were silent when he was crucified. They were silent when Jesus was hanging on the cross so that you might go from silence to praise, from distress to blessing. Jesus was cursed that we may be blessed. If you're not a believer, I'd encourage you to join us in this journey and hold on to Jesus. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our goal to bless Him and be blessed by Him. One day, this journey will end and we will enjoy all the blessing with no distress. This hope encourages us to keep going to stand in the presence of the lord every day even when we face hardship interestingly in jesus the language of goal and hope of blessing changes to goal and certainty of blessing listen to the apostle paul in ephesians 1 blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Bless Him who has blessed you in Christ. The hope and prayer of Psalm 134 is fulfilled in Jesus. In the heavenly places, the heavenly Zion, if we may. We now bless and worship Him who made heaven and earth and gave us every spiritual blessing in Jesus. This is what encourages us to continue this journey. To this we hold on. So church, listen to the call to worship. Come, bless the Lord. Whatever the circumstances of our journey, keep praising God. That is the goal of our journey. It is His glory. And to be honest, at times it is hard to keep, our, to keep our eyes on Jesus, to hold on and bless the Lord. Sometimes we're just tired. Other times we feel far away because of our own sin. Sometimes it's the injustice of this world. We suffer. We're in distress. We don't feel like blessing the Lord because of the five-year-old boy who, has, who was taken away, who he has taken away. We don't feel like blessing the Lord because of my, my friend's three-year-old daughter he, who passed away three years ago. Sometimes it's a 14-week miscarriage. The 38 week stillborn. Maybe it's our teenage son or daughter who does not follow Jesus. Maybe it's a cancer that came back or the car crash, whatever it is. We all face distress in our journey. Then all the more know that in Jesus we can call God the lord and you are able to bless him in jesus so also put your hope in him the lord the creator of our heaven and earth why because he gave his son because his son ended his life in suffering that you and i may enjoy blessings forever So, what are we holding on to? What would you say to some wise Gamji? Hold on to the goal of blessing the Lord and to the hope of enjoying his blessing forever. Then we won't turn back. This will affect. All our daily prayers, I promise you. Our personal devotions, as well as our Sunday gatherings. If we all come together with the same goal, to call each other to praise and bless God and hope for His eternal blessings. Let's celebrate together every week and bless the Lord. Let us pray. Father, thank you that you have provided for us your Son, who went from praise to suffering, that we might enjoy this journey even through distress. Thank you that you have given us a clear goal and a certain hope that we will bless you forever one day. We pray that we will hold on to this goal and hope every day, whatever comes, so that we won't turn back. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.